0: All right, let's open in
1: prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing and how you are moving through the Winston-Salem area and, and Forsyth County. We thank you, Lord God, that you are touching lives everywhere. Um, we pray, Lord God, that you would be with uh, Mario Murlo, uh Tent Crusade the Living Proof Tent Crusade that's going to be going on all this week. We pray, Lord God, that you'd be with Mario, that you would be with the people who are volunteering like me. Uh, I pray, Lord God, that you would You would bless us with favor, bring people who need to come, who need you, who are listening and crying out and coming. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you're going to save many people, that miracles and wonders are going to be seen Healings are going to be seen, Lord God. I saw one last night, and it was amazing. I saw you move. I saw your spirit come, and I saw that woman get healed last night. And I thank you, Lord God, that you did. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us with abundant favor as a church. Lord, I thank you, and I praise you for what you were doing and how you are moving. Lord, I ask that you come. Holy Spirit, come. Bring your spirit into this place. Be with me as I bring the word and Lord, put a watch over my mouth, lest I sin against you in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to remind you that the Mario Morillo tank crusade starts tonight. And I want to tell you that I saw a miracle last night. I, I knew this woman because I worked with her for two days. And I knew what her illness was. And I watched God move. And I watched Mario work last night. And I know that she was healed. Um, I have met some new people. I have met some connections. These are righteous Christian people that, have, that we did backbreaking work for days getting that tent up, getting the the carpets down, getting the chairs out. And I have the knuckles to prove it and I'm not the only one. There was many other people out there. We need more volunteers. I want to urge you to come. And if you're hearing a voice that's telling you, even if you think it's yourself, that's saying, I don't need to go. I don't need to be there. I want you to cast it out and command it to leave because that's not you and it's not God. Come receive healing, receive a blessing, receive favor, receive provision come. And I'm saying it strongly because I believe it. I believe in it. I believe that this is a move of God in this area. He's trying to bring revival. He doesn't he he's not a respecter of persons. So when you ask for revival, which I have been asking for, which I know that a lot of other pastors are asking for, he's not going to say no. He's going to say I'll bring it. I'll bring revival. But the problem is, is that you go from, Lord, bring revival, and he's going to say, you do this, and I will bring revival. So he doesn't say no. He says yes, but he says, he says, I need you to do something. What is that something? If that's where we get stuck, because we can't get to the step two of that situation. We can't get to the step two of, okay, let me do what God wants me to do to bring the revival. That's where everybody gets stuck. That's where I've gotten stuck. That's where I, I felt like I didn't need to. I, I thought, you know, I kept saying, Lord, revive the church. Bring, bring the church. Bring me a congregation. that you, Because you've called me to preach, so bring me a congregation. And there was always an action step that I had to do. So I have started and stopped this church. This is the third time starting it, and it's not going to stop again. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. Because Satan is trying to shut it down again, and I'm not going to do it. I won't. I know that's coming off as strong, but the Holy Spirit is, is not, it, he's not leaving me alone with this. He is on me. And I probably should not have texted uh, somebody this morning and asked for favor. But, I did. Because God wants it to happen. God wants to move. God wants to bless us. God wants to bring more. We need reformation in America. And in order to get reformation in America, we have to have revival. Because revival is for the church. Gets us worked up. Gets us moving. And reformation is for the lost. So, we need reformation. And in order to get that, we have to have revival. The message today is he's not keeping score. God is not keeping score. We have a tendency to keep score, but God never keeps score. The enemy will tell us, you can't figure it out. The enemy will tell us, you're too tired. It's impossible. Nobody loves you. You can't forgive yourself. It's not worth it. You're not smart enough. You're not able. You can't go on. You can't manage. I'm afraid. I'm alone. That's what the enemy will tell you. God doesn't say that. If you're hearing that, if you ever hear that, even if, because what happens is we hear that and we speak that over ourselves. We speak that into our situation. We'll say stupid things because that's what we're hearing. I am not, just because I'm a pastor, it does not mean that I am not immune to Satan talking to me and telling me negative things. Now, he can't get in me because what happens is, is once you have Holy Spirit, Satan can't get in anymore. But if you don't have Holy Spirit, if you're not carrying Holy Spirit within you, Satan can talk these things, and then he can actually get in. He can get into your heart. He can get into your mind. He can get into your circumstances. But if you have Holy Spirit, that gives me the right and the ability to say, no, I'm not going to believe what you're telling me. I'm not going to believe what you're saying. I'm not going to take that in, and I'm not going to speak it over myself, my family, or my circumstances. God says, I'll direct your steps. I will give you rest. All things are possible. I love you. I forgive you. It will be worth it. I will, be, I will give you wisdom. You are able. My grace is sufficient. I will supply all your needs. I have not given you fear. I will never leave you. That's what God says. That's what you need to be listening to. That's the word that you have to hear. God is. A lot of things but I'm going to tell you what he's not he's not fear he's not a liar he's not silent he's not far away he's not a scorekeeper he's not angry at you he's not punishing you and he's not boring God is love he's honest he's speaking always to your heart God is always with us he is a forgiver of sin He is longing to be with you. He is a lover of your soul, and he is exciting to know. My greatest wish is for every person who believes to have a personal relationship with God to a point where they know who they are, they know where they stand, and nothing that comes against them is going to prosper because they're moving in the will of God. Does God ask you to do that? Does God ask you to change anything about who you are when you come to him? Never. Never. He didn't do it to me. He doesn't, I've never heard of anybody say, God asked me to, and so I did when it came to changing anything about their lives. He comes in and he says, I love you, and because you love him, you choose. You choose to give things away. You choose to give things up. It's never, it's never asked of you so much as it is, Lord, I am sacrificing this because I know that it's going to make me better. It's going to make me grow in you. It's going to make me prosper in you. It's going to make me move forward as a better person. I was a scorekeeper. I have, I have. Struggled with being a scorekeeper. I used to keep score in my marriage I used to keep score in my relationships with people. I used to keep score with my church. I Would have to put a little check mark in my mental list of I went to church that week, I went to Wednesday night services I I joined that group because they're doing this and I was a scorekeeper I was a scorekeeper when Frank and I would argue, and I had to not be a scorekeeper. And the way you do not be a scorekeeper is by staying in the Word of God. So, what does the what does the Word of God say? Ephesians two eight through ten. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not. Your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it's not about grace, it, it, it's all about, I'm sorry, it's all about grace, it's not about, it, and it's about, it's all about grace in your heart and not about being a scorekeeper. So if you're scorekeeping, you have to ask God to forgive you for scorekeeping. And for holding things... Because what happens is, is if you're keeping score, you're holding something against that person. You're holding something against God. I used to... There was a time in my life when I would be going to church and I knew that it wasn't God. This is how I knew that it wasn't God that was speaking to me because I would hear, you've got so much to do. If you just skip church, you'll get a whole lot done. Have you ever heard that? Because that is not God that is not even you when I realized I was like that wasn't me so that's how I knew that Satan was speaking to me that was how you'll have to start catching these things because he's always trying to get you to change your mind he's always trying to get you Satan's always trying to talk to you people people are like people accuse me of saying everything that you say you say that it's all it's always spiritual because it is There's two worlds living together. One is spirit, one is natural. You have to understand that the natural is manipulated by the spirit. So if you go to God and you say, Lord, I need you to come on my behalf. I need you to be here in this situation. He will change it in the spirit and then it works its way into the natural. The natural does not take care of the spirit. The spirit takes care of the natural. Does that make sense? Okay. So what kind of a heart does God look for? Because he's looking for us to change to be who he is asking us to be, right? He's looking for a changed heart. David had a heart that God saw and said, he has a heart for me. And so he blessed David with all kinds of, all kinds of favor. He blessed him in favor in war. He blessed him in favor of, in, in finances. He blessed him in favor with all the things that he was doing. And even though David sinned, he still God still when he repented, God blessed him again. So he lost that first child because of the sin, but he gained a new child because he because David repented. So, what kind of a heart is God looking for? One, God's looking for a heart that will serve Him. Deuteronomy eleven thirteen says, "If you carefully obey the commands that I am giving you today, and if you love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your heart and soul," that's not finished. There's not a finish there. But that's the heart of the key word here is serving Him. If you love him and serve him. But I feel like it, it's a comma, so it's an unfinished sentence. And that drives me crazy. Sorry. The English. <laughs> is, is The grammar is messing me up. Okay. Another heart that, that he's looking for. The second one is someone who loves him. So Deuteronomy 30, chapter 36, 30 verse 6. Thirty verse six. There it is. Okay, that one's in period. Okay. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring, so that you so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. So he's looking for a heart that loves him. And if you'll see here, it says that he will, that God, your God will circumcise your heart. So the circumcision was a, a premise uh, that God asked the Jews to do. And it was uh, all the men had to be circumcised. But he will circumcise your heart and that means he will cut off the unneeded things that are in your heart so that you can serve him fully because I want I, it's not just for men it is the circumcision of the heart for all people to cut off that let god cut off the, the unneeded things that are in your heart and remove them Matthew 22:33 this is still in the love him part Jesus replied you must love the lord your god with all your heart your all your soul and all your mind And the third thing, that we keep his word. He's looking for people who will keep his word. Deuteronomy 26, 16 says, Today the Lord your God has commanded you to obey all these decrees and regulations, so be careful to obey them wholeheartedly. So to keep his word. What what do you know that God wants you to do? What do what do What do you know that his word says? about his laws, about, his, about his, his love and his grace. Keep his word. So the fourth thing is following him. First Kings 14, 18, I tore the kingdom away from the house of God and gave it to you. He's talking to Solomon. But you have not been like my servant David who keeps my commands and followed me with all his heart. Doing only what was right in my eyes. So he wants David was David was a, a, a man after God's own heart. He followed whatever the Lord told him. This is how Saul, the, the previous king to David, this is how Saul lost his kingdom because he didn't follow what God wanted him to do. He sacrificed a bull. Because the prophet didn't show up in the in, in, in the timing that he thought that he should have showed up, and so that's how he and it was because of that he did not follow the God follow what God wanted him to do, which was to allow the priest to give the offering. So he's looking for people to follow him. He's looking for people. The fifth one is he's looking for people to seek him. So 2 Chronicles 15, 12 says, they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord. The Lord, oh, I'm sorry, the God of their ancestors with all their heart and soul. They entered into a covenant to seek the Lord. I find that sentence in Second Chronicles very telling. They entered into a covenant. They entered into a contract. A covenant is a contract. So they entered into a contract to seek the Lord with each other. They entered into a contract with each other to seek the Lord. They're saying, we are coming into covenants together to seek him. That's telling. He's looking for people who seek him. He's looking for people who praise him. This is the reason why we worship. We worship to bring it is through worship that God's spirit comes down. So when we're up here and we're singing at the beginning of church, it's an invitation for Holy Spirit to come into this place, to come into our hearts, to put a (coughs) solid ground into our heart, a fertilized space, so that the seed of the word of God, that the word of God is a seed and it will come into our hearts and take root. So that we can flourish in the word of God. Psalm eighty-six, twelve: I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. He's looking for people who trust him. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. He wants us to trust him. I remember the first time that I said, Lord, I'm trusting you for this. I'm trusting you for this. And the word that he gave me when I said, Lord, I'm trusting you for this, and it was something big, and it was something that I could not do, only he could do. He said, thank you. And he did it. He did it. He moved. And, and, and that meant so much to me that I devoted something to him that day. I devoted all of my life to him. And it wasn't long after that that he called me. He wants us to believe him. Romans 10, 9-10 If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raises, raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Now the New American Standard Bible says it this way. 10, it says Romans ten ten. For with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness, because righteousness isn't perfect. It's not perfection. It's right standing with God. So believing in our heart results in right standing with God. And with the mouth, He confesses, resulting in salvation. So it is when you believe in your heart who God says he is. And that Jesus was raised from the dead. Died for the remission of your sins and was raised from the dead. When you believe in your heart that you come in right standing with God. And then you confess Jesus to the world. This results in salvation. Your heart position in God matters. Matthew 12, 34 says, For out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. What's in your heart your mouth will speak. That goes back to Romans 10.10. 10. So Matthew 12.34 and the reason why I know this one is because it's Matthew 1.2.3.4. For out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. So what's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. This is the reason why people who don't have a heart for God say things that are not of God. If you're not letting Spirit speak through you, you will say things that you shouldn't. And that's why I ask that Holy Spirit puts a watch over my mouth when I'm here. Because I'm not perfect and I need Him to speak from here, from this place. When I'm out there, I have to try and remember every day, Lord. I want to speak kindness. I want to speak from what you, from what you and and it and Frank will testify. I don't always hit the mark. I'm not perfect, but Holy Spirit is perfect, and if I allow Him to work through me, then I will not say stupid, silly things. We don't have. to to change anything about ourselves to be saved by jesus we just have to believe and he will work it through us if we continue down the path of walking with him we don't have to be perfect he's not going to ask us to change anything it is through love and a relationship let me put it to you this way In a marriage relationship, because that's what we are. We are the body of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. So, in a relationship, a marriage relationship, which is what we are. We are married to Jesus as Christians. So, if, say your spouse wants you to do something and you don't want to do that. But you do it anyway because you love them. This is the relationship that we are in with Christ. It is the same thing. Jesus wants us to have a good life, to be everything that we can be in him. But our flesh doesn't want us to. But we love him. And therefore we will change to be who he wants us to be does that make sense okay so he never asks us to change we do it because we love him because he loved us first now the Berean standard I have this version I have this in this verse in two different versions um, I don't remember which one I put up Frank, can you put Jeremiah up? That's that's squished. I don't know why that's squished. Okay. still read it? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So the one that I put up there is the Brand Standard. It's from the Brand Standard Bible, and it's Jeremiah seventeen ten, and it says. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. And I put it in there in the Berean standard because the wording of that was too good to not post. The other way to, to that, that this is in the English Standard Version is I the Lord search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his deeds so when we're talking about fruit um, we're talking about how, how it's what we're doing so according to the conduct is their fruit The Lord searches the heart, and what He's looking for, and He's examining the mind, and He's looking to reward us. So this has nothing to do with salvation. This this is what we do for the for the rewards, right? And a lot of times you'll hear people say, especially in the Christian circles, and I, this this happened a lot <laughs> over the two days that we were working up at the tent. Um, my I know I know I know my rewards in heaven. Because they would say, "Well, we need you to do this," and uh, what are you going to get out of it? Because because that's what we we're selfish. We're, humans are selfish, so we're going to say, "What's in it for me?" Your rewards in heaven, but you know what? You can receive rewards here on earth by the deeds that you do. If you're willing to sacrifice things for the for the kingdom of God and for God Himself, He will reward you. people who are looking for healing the the reward is the healing but they have to come they have to come to God they have to come to people who can lay hands on them they have to come to church to learn so it's with our actions that we in our deeds that we show our love for Christ and he rewards us. The word of God says that we will receive rewards in heaven according to our actions. We'll get to heaven because of our salvation. and But all of us are going to get rewards according to how we behaved here on earth. God is not a scorekeeper. He's not keeping score. He's not looking at any of us and saying, you missed the mark there. You missed the mark there. You missed the mark there. You didn't read your Bible that day. Oh, you forgot that. He's not a scorekeeper. He's not keeping score. He's happy that you're here. He's happy that you're talking to him. He's happy that you're praying. He loves you and he wants everything that you want to. He wants to give you everything that you need. And He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart if you'll serve Him. So we're going to close in prayer. And then we're going to listen. do the last song. I, I pray that everybody everybody goes I, I'm, I'm praying if you even if you can't go not maybe you can't go every night at least come one just one I'm praying that those that hear this that you will come just one night don't listen to the voice that says you don't need it it's not it's not a big deal you don't have to go Don't listen to that voice. That's not not God, and that's not you. Heavenly Father, as we leave here today, bless all our days with your grace, guidance, and provision. Lord, keep us safe. Watch over us. We pray, Lord, your sustaining presence will go with us and walk with us throughout our week and bring us safely back to your house again. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty and many blessings. And for all the tithes and offerings that are received, bless the ministry that we are sowing into, all the ministries that we are sowing into, and for the people that are being blessed by our faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.